and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Episode 56 of Another Woodshop Podcast. The A podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Another oh, pod- Woodshop Podcast. Pod- podcast. The A's are silent. All the A's are silent. We Can we start over? This, this is yeah. this is a train wreck. What's going on, boys? What's going on, Mike? Mike, what's going well, on this week? <coughs> this week, we have no? a sponsor. And guess who's back? Back again. That's Mirka. Mirka sponsoring this week's oh, episode. I they thought it was shady. They, yeah, it's fine. you were wrong, and you sound stupid for the read. Uh, no, no, they 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 invented dustless sanding, and they wanted us to share that with you. So, a big thank you to Mirka for sponsoring the show. They have the Abernet abrasives, which are great for sanding because the dust just goes right through the abrasive. So, really nice. Makes uh, you know, what is really not the most enjoyable task in the world. A little bit more enjoyable. So, big thank you to Merca for sponsoring the show. They got great machines. We love them here. We all use them here. We think they're great. Pete, what were you going to say? I heard you click your mouth. I want to no? chime in real fast. Oh, they damn, really sorry, do make damn. dustless sanding. I mean, did you guys see that reel that I put up of me using their 80 grit, 80 grit iridium with the Daros? Why don't you use a scraper uh-uh. first? <laughs> well, if you go back and watch that reel, like, there's no dust in the air. Yeah? Yeah. I, I need to watch it. I haven't, I haven't even been paying attention to any content on Instagram. Yeah, you've been busy. Did yeah, it Did it slam through it? Yeah, it slammed right through it. It melted yeah. through it. it didn't yeah, and, like and I did it with one up. sheet of paper. Like, and yeah. the it was perfect after I was done. I actually have some of that iridium. I really need to. It's to amazing. Use is it. that I different mean, than it, the Ace HD? Because the Ace HD is the iridium is actually like, a solid like paper. traditional paper. Oh, I it's not that. Net. Yeah. Oh. I've not tried that yet. It's, okay. It's noise. But well, guess look at the selection America has. The lineup. The uh men want to be it and women want to be with it. No? Yeah, Pete, yeah. uh someone else sponsors the show too. Yes, <laughs> and a huge shout man. out to our patrons over at Patreon that help support the show, bring you guys amazing content behind the scenes. Um, if you want to get, you know, all this wonderful content several days early. Uh, Mike usually drops the pod uh, in the podcast catcher uh, literally the next day or the same night of the recording. And usually That's the, the day after you get or day after. So you, over the weekend, you get the pre-show and you get the video before everyone else does on Wednesday. So if you missed the live, it's fine. You still get to watch it over the weekend. So make sure yep. to check us out on patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. And Mike, I do believe we have some new peeps this week. Yeah. new couple new patrons this week. Uh, Mike. Uh, I'm not going to give out his email, even though I was just about to accidentally do that. Big thanks to Mike. Uh, Pete knows him through well, you can Instagram. Say because part of his, it's it's uh, uh, Picks to Proto. Proto. Yeah, yeah. Mike Pictures over Picks to Proto. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I get that. That's yep. good. Uh, and then Ryan Rickleton. He also became a patron. So big thanks to the two new patrons. Thanks for joining the family. Thanks for supporting the show. We really appreciate you guys for doing that. Actually, wait. That's it's Pixels to Prototype, not Pictures. He's not like a trendy girl. It doesn't say pics. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were able to make that cor- yeah. co- correction because everyone's going to be mad at us. So. Yo, Mike, since you're Either talking, way. Dan, what's on the bench? What's on my bench? My bench? Yeah. What's on my that's, bench? 
Um, well, actually nothing. I've been working on location for the last week at my client's house, uh, doing that basement build out. Finally, I installed his cabinets, the lowers and the uppers. They look phenomenal. That Kim Aqua came out so good. So good. Yeah, that came out nice. It's so good. In fact, that after my wife saw them and she saw them installed in the picture, she was like, Hey, what about redoing our kitchen? I'm Ooh, like, you I've only been asking to do that for like nine years. Now you want to do it? Now you trust me because I, I, I made some nice cabinets for somebody else? So, uh, yeah, it looks like I'll be remodeling our kitchen sometime this summer. And today I went there this morning and I started putting up the trim around the, the baseboard trim. Some nice trim. It was nice. Until I got done, and he called me, and he said, hey, by the way, uh, you forgot to leave a quarter inch for the carpet, because I haven't put carpet in there yet. <laughs> and I was like, Bummer. oh, my God, what a rookie mistake. Super bummed. Super bummed. That sucks, dude. So I got to go back tomorrow and uh, rectify the situation. But he oh. called back yet again, and he said, hey, you know what? Why don't we just take the trim off? We'll number it because it should all fit back in the right order. And uh, we'll put it back up after the carpet's installed. And I'm like, that's actually a pretty good idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually turned that's out good. okay. Nice. What I'm, what I'm thankful for is like after I put in all the trim, I actually thought about using caulk to seal the seams, you know, mm-hmm. and then the little gaps. And I thought, nah, I think I'll wait. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm so glad I did. Oh, like man, that would have been, been a nightmare, nightmare if I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's uh basically what's on my bench. Not a whole lot going on. Just working on that basement. What about you, Mike? Uh, this week's been pretty wild. Still working on that ash. Co- well, just really kind of getting going on that ash coffee table. It's been kind of a hard week to actually spend any time on it, just because uh, it's been really busy. Uh, but. I've got that ash coffee table. I'm hoping to have all the uh, final cuts to dimension done this weekend. And it'd be really nice uh, to actually do the first dry assembly this week. Cause I also have to stain that thing, which I've never done before. So, well, I've done, I've stained one other thing. So should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not actually worried about it. I'm sure it'll go just fine. But um, you know, anytime you do anything new, it's kind of like a little bit of, uneasiness but uh it's gonna come out good i'm gonna spray that thing with um with poly and i can't wait to get that one out of here so i can start on their next table because i got two tables for that couple so and they've been great um also etsy's been really crazy this week it's just keeps i'm so thankful for that like etsy just keeps doing better and better it's just really picking up really quick so that's been really good really excited about that um, I am, I think I mentioned it last week cause I think I've been working on this for a couple weeks. I've been, I'm migrating my website from Wix to WordPress just cause I want more customization and more options. And my friend of mine, she does my graphic artist stuff. She doesn't, she's not familiar with Wix at all, but she is familiar with WordPress. So she's able to get in there and help me do stuff when I get really blocked up and can't figure things out. So she's, uh, she's been in there taking care, care of some items, getting some things figured out after I goof them. So, but I've been actually setting it up because I want to learn how to actually use WordPress so I can, you know, in case something happens to her or it's the middle of the night, I can actually fix something kind of if it's like not too, too glaring. Um, and then I bought a carport, 
one of those like <clears throat> cheap canvas carports <laughs> because I'm just completely out of space in my From shop. Which major brand? Uh, Amazon. I don't oh. know what the brand name is. <laughs> it just well, you didn't go Amazon. with Harbor Fruget. No, I didn't go with theirs. It actually had really, it really, it really, it actually had really bad ratings. Shocking. So I went with one on, and I, it been, I just, the bad ratings kind of threw it for me. But I haven't had any time to leave my house. Amazon's was like twenty five dollars more, and it gets delivered to my house. So well worth the time for me. So Fair. Fair. I had that delivered. I, I got that like <clears throat> mostly assembled, but the rest of it I can't do by myself. So I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. I'm going to be storing a bunch of uh, walnut and ash and slabs in there. I got to get this stuff out of my shop. I'm was it a side walls? Are you? Yeah, it's fully enclosed. Oh. Are you putting that on your in your side yard there? Yeah, right behind that? the shop there. By, it'll be right in front of the shed. Okay. It's a good thing so you live in a trailer right park, so your neighbors won't mind. <laughs> it's going to be nice. It'll yep. match my neighbor's yard. It'll definitely um, match so. the yard. It'll match the fence. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put – it'll match the fence for sure. So – yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's real high class. Uh, so no, so I got that. That's gonna be stored. I'm gonna put all that lumber in there. I gotta get that stuff out of the shop. It's just I'm completely out of space. So, um, and walnuts getting harder and harder to get. And I sell a lot of items that are walnut. So I bought a skid of that from Macbeth. That's gonna hey, be Mike, coming Monday. Hey Mike, what is a skid gotta... for all the oh, people that don't know? A aside skid from a drug addict. is a pallet, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> it's um. It's 500 board feet, basically. So, Thank you. I learned um, that today. That's why I pointed out. It's 500 board feet are coming on Monday, and then a bunch of plywood and a bunch – I just ordered – I had a big list for Rusty over at Macbeth, and uh, they <clears> are <throat> delivering that Monday. And I actually took Monday off because I'm just trying to get caught up. So, I got Monday off. I'm going to be starting – I have a lot of vacation for my day job. There's a lot of changes coming over the next few months. I'll go into that more. But I've got a lot of vacation right now, and I'm going to be taking more and more time off at work uh, so I can get caught up with things at Coffee Custom Builds. Um, what else? Oh, and then I've been kind of alluding to this big job that I've been trying to get. Um, the, the, it's, it's a commercial job. It's the first commercial job I've done. Uh, it's a big job, a very big job. I was working on it a month or two ago and the, the general contractor actually approved me and we've been waiting for the owners to approve me and my, my proposal. And they actually approved me yesterday, which is awesome. So I'm going to be, uh, getting, well, I've got the contract. I'm waiting. I have a couple subcontractors I'm working with for that. I have to wait to get to make sure that they meet the insurance requirements for the job. And then uh, I'll be signing that Monday or Tuesday, depending on when they get back to me. So um, really looking forward to that job. It's a little bit scary. It's a big leap for me and Coffee Custom Builds. But it's, what's up, Dan? I was going to say, that's how you know it's a legit job because you had to write up a proposal. Like you yeah, didn't just, I, you didn't just say like, well, I could do this for such and such. You had to write yeah. a legit proposal. Yeah. I had to write a proposal for all the aspects too, because they're actually, um, and I haven't gone into this, so I'm, I'm really excited to be able to talk about this now, but they're actually, I'm, I'm consulting. Uh, they're, they're having me come in to consult. I'm meeting with the interior designer and the project manager I'm working with, which so far the project manager guy has been his name. Well, it doesn't matter. His name. He's been really great to deal with. He's been very, um, Really straightforward, so no BS. Everything's been really nice so far. So uh, I'm going to meet with him and the interior designer guy. We're going to be meeting at the slab yard where mm-hmm. I go. I've mentioned them before, Urban Wood Rescue. We're going to be going there, picking up, picking out, and buying a slab. And then we ha- the thing hasn't even been designed. So there's a lot of uh, questions on what this thing's actually going to look like. But it's a conference table for a office in the penthouse of a mid-rise building in downtown Sacramento. So the building's not done yet. It should be done next month. 
and I'm supposed to deliver at the end of June, middle of July. There's no real set date on that either, which is kind of kind of interesting as well. So I got to get those sort of details lo- lined up before things progress, but I'm definitely going to be uh utilizing my cousin, which goes into what's going on tomorrow. I got my cousin coming in again. He's been helping me on the weekends just to stay caught up. He's just been getting really busy. So um, I currently have, uh, not including that big table, I, ha- I have six table commissions. Um, <laughs> just crazy to say out loud. But I got six <laughs> table commissions right now, and uh, it's just getting really busy. And then Etsy keeps creeping up, and I'm just trying to do much other stuff. So um, it's nice to be able to have enough to keep me. You almost need to just focus c- solely on coffee custom builds. And nothing yep. else. Starting to look, starting to look like that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, it's really starting to look like that. Danny really held Pete, out about longer you? than than we thought. <laughs> yeah, I we, know. we both had money on January first. <laughs> I know. I'm um, dying. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Pete, I had a, about you? I had I had a busy week with uh, house hunting. We found a house that came out in the market on Sunday, so we basically rushed to see it, uh, put an offer in. They said, we're going to keep showing the house, but thanks for the offer. They didn't say no. So we upped the offer. Aww. We're still waiting. And then they pat yeah, your so offer like, on the head. Basically <laughs> like, oh, this is cute. You guys are cute. Anyways, <laughs> we're still going to like look at the big dogs here. Um, so we're going to, tomorrow's the final best offer day deadline. That's how crazy it is. House is going to market hey, for a week out, out here. Dude. It might out. work out, dude. It might work out. And if it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, we keep looking. We're actually going to try to line up some houses maybe for Sunday too. Uh, here's a holiday, but. I mean, I still, still want to see houses. Let's do it. Um, so there's that. That's been a lot of stress and annoyances and phone calls and things like that. But that's just buying a house these days. Uh, aside from that, I've been doing uh, – it's been like maintenance week in my house. So I've been doing maintenance on my printers, just some tuning, oiling. Um, I actually did some maintenance on my CNC as well uh, while I was carving some trays and other things. And uh, I was also restoring a couple of uh, Stanley hand planes. So I have a Stanley Sweetheart number 3 that I just fully restored. I got so annoyed last night. I go to start assembling this thing. It's all done. All the hardware's cleaned up. I go to just, I put the pin in that holds the, uh, the, the what's the first, the right handle, the big one in the back, the hilt. Is that what it's called? Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's for a sword, I think. Whatever. The, I couldn't tell you. The handle that goes in the back of the plane, I just, literally just put the screw through and I, as it's, it's going called a through. called a shuck. A shuck. Sure. Why not? It's called a shuck. And then a the shuck. other one's called a fit. A the, small hand, the big handle's a shuck and the small handle's a fit. Oh. Yep. A shuck and <laughs> fit. Fit and shuck. Got it. Fit and shuck. <laughs> Don't mix up those letters. Um, and I literally put it through and the handle just just opens up. It doesn't like pop open nothing. It just opens up. And I realized it must have cracked at some point and the only thing mm. holding it together was the finish I sprayed on it months ago. So <laughs> Starbond to the rescue. I just Starbonded it because I'm going for function over form or yeah that's the one right I, I don't care if it's pretty i just need it to work uh, right but lapping the bottom of that plane was a pain in the butt big lapping shout out to the community plane. they helped me out hey that was a code phrase um they helped me out with how to i was like trying to buy long pieces of sandpaper and somebody was like dude don't you have a drum sander you have long paper already in the house i'm like oh okay that so, back handle is called the tote the tote, thank you. I still like the whatever. I heard said. you typing away. I was like, what is he looking up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so it's not called a shuck. Okay. A shuck. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Guess that's um, what we have. So I did that. Restore the number three. It cuts like a dream. I love it. I want, I've wanted a smoother plane 
for a long time. So number three is a little narrower and shorter than a four. I'm, I'm comparing. Uh, if you don't know planes, you don't know planes, but it's a great plane to have. The next one I have is number seven. It's really rusted and it's not flat and I hate myself for the fact that I wanted to restore it. But uh, but I it's a number seven. That's a big boy. It's a big boy. Seven's going to be sick. I already sharpened what, the blade so it's like it's a Stanley as well. Yeah, it's Stanley nice. Yeah, it's not a sweetheart but it's a Stanley and it's an older one so I'm just But it's like Stan it. Lee, the guy who made Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah, Stan Lee. <laughs> his face is on it. Yeah. Excelsior! Yeah, it's on, it's on. I was joke. really stoked for the, the sweetheart because that one I got for like five bucks somewhere Whoa. and then i cleaned off nice. the rust and so that little heart on there oh, so made me so happy so that's restored throwing number seven up on the bench uh, this week while i already started working on it uh nice. and aside from that I've, i'm going back to prototyping i finally got caught up on orders i was telling the guys earlier that i'm i i saw like a plateau or a dip in my orders the last two weeks so i've taken out time to like get into fusion again start prototyping knock out some projects and i'm actually getting to print some stuff that i want to do for other things like I uh, printed some stuff for the laser, some random fun projects for around the house and whatnot. Um, but that was uh, that's kind of the main part. I've been trying to get back more into designing, like Fusion especially, because I paid for the year of Fusion, but I feel like I'm not using it enough, uh, and I really want to be getting my money's worth. Plus, the holidays uh, gave me this false sense of like, hey, this is going great. Like this could like pay my mortgage. And then like sales started <laughs> dipping after the holidays and I'm like There was a okay. there was like a whisper it, during the holidays there was like a whisper of you maybe going full time because you were oh. so like on a high there of was the orders so, you had. So here's the thing. I there was a really rough patch at work uh, around the holidays and I, I there also was, that there was threatening of quitting from not just myself but other coworkers. Um because it was, you know, it was still like part of covid times and stuff and our job was expecting us to be like on site in hospitals and whatever and we're like we're it we don't need to be there um whatever that's if anyone can be off site it's it yeah someone actually did quit a few weeks after so they they had left at this point um that's why jake's working with me but you know there was the thing is like i'm we we talk about this a lot like you know dan does this as a full-time job mike's trying to go full-time I'm very much the hobbyist and I like wanted to for like for a while I started thinking like, well, I could take this full time. I'm getting enough inquiries. I actually turn people away because like I have a full time job and other crap going on. I really don't feel like taking on more work. So like I'll be the uh, hobbyist of the group. Hope you guys don't mind. No, that's perfect for you. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) But that was basically it. Like, I mean, I could take on more work and yeah, this could become a full time thing, but I rather... I'd rather go to content creator route slowly and just like develop that and then just have like some sales on the side, like with 3D printing or whatever. But I do need to get back into Fusion and start designing things because I need more things on Etsy to just keep that thing going. It's not like I took a big dip, but it's stuff where I'm like keeping up with orders easily. So let's make more stuff. Right, Mike? Can you design something that will pull nails out of huge slabs that just ruined your slab flattening bits? No, mm. so you have to do that. Okay, that's right. gonna you be have to do one. that <laughs> by hand, Mike. Yeah, you didn't even mention that. I know yeah. I didn't mention that. It's just, I mean, you know, yeah. Right before we came <laughs> on the show, well, actually, so check somebody cremated his slab. Yeah. So this. So, <laughs> so two things. I made, made that sign. F- I made that sign for Max Jensen, and I thought it came out really good, and uh, shipped it to Max. And he's a patron, but he he commissioned me to make him make his logo on a big sign with epoxy, 
And uh, he got it to his house, and UPS broke it in three spots. Like, they Oof. cracked it in three different spots, uh, which is really frustrating. Um, and then, after getting that news, I go in to start working on this giant elm slab I have on my CNC. And uh, I hear a weird noise when it's running. I'm like, oh, what is that? And I, I'm like, oh, man, there's metal there. And there was four nails in the slab I was flattening. Completely ruined the carbide teeth. Well, I actually haven't even looked at that teeth. I just moved the gantry out of the way and uh, started going at getting the nails out of there. So I'm going to run magnets down the uh, rest of it that hasn't been cut into and see if there's any more nails in there. So we give, frustrating. we give Harbor Freight a lot of crap, but they they sell a metal detector that works pretty well and it's Actually, pretty cheap. They do? That's a pretty yeah. They, yeah, a handheld metal detector. Yeah. Get like, is it's it like also a wand? just magnets? <laughs> oh, that one. That's the one but, that uh is that but the it'll one detect Jackson uses? Aluminum nails too. Aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> yeah. Dan hates it because it's British. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, those nails you hit, they weren't just like standard nails. I mean, they were big no, boy 16-penny like, nails, no. right? So, four of – three – there was four. Three of them were pretty small nails, but one of them is a big like 16-penny framing nail. I don't even know how many – I don't have – I can't find my pair of dikes. That's the only thing I can think to like get on there and like really pull it out, but I'm going to have to just drill around it, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to have to Yeah, totally. That's what I would do. Huge bummer. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's the plan. That's what's going on the, this week. Should we jump into some questions here? Hell yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa this is a family mouth. show. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll tone it down. Go team. All right, this first one's from Adam Barnett. He has this to ask. Hey guys, Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. So I started a YouTube channel. I've made a couple uploads. Not really sure what I'm doing though. Um, I was wondering if you guys could elaborate on the right time of the day, the amount and frequency of your content that works best, you know, the whole the thing. <clears throat> I don't know the YouTube algorithm, so I was wondering if you guys had some tips for the beginner. Hey, this is something that I did a lot in the beginning and it was stupid. Don't do this. Or, hey, I've done this and it's great. And definitely make sure you do this in the beginning. So it's all new to me. It's weird uploading stuff and uh, you know, I remember when YouTube was created, so it's really weird that I'm just now uploading my first YouTube videos. But, uh, yeah, so if you could share your tips and not just the tip, I would appreciate it. Pete, give me your tips. Well, my only tip, uh, being that I also started within the last year, um, is post as much as you can consistently it doesn't all have to be gold. I I hold myself to a very high standard and I watch a lot of very good YouTubers uh, like uh, this Coffee Custom Builds and Dun Dunlap something, whatever. I uh, blank on the names. I'll link Hardly below. Um, and, you know, it prevents prevented me from putting out any content because I, I wanted it to be the best possible thing and it really didn't need to be that out of the gate. You just want to post, want to post consistently. YouTube does an incredible job of metrics and it literally shows you a chart that'll that if the days you post, whether it's a short, which by the way, post shorts, that's my number one tip, post shorts, because that's an easy way to start building your channel. You see these little spikes of views and all of that counts. Uh, so you want to start throwing content up there. Uh, shorts are a great way to get started to start filling up your page and then start doing, do like a, a one of the things I'm shooting within the next uh, week or so is a YouTube channel trailer like the thing that people see sometimes when they go to your website or your i'm sorry your page 
And it's like, hey, I'm, you know, Pete, I do junk and stuff. P- fits you should go with that. Whatever. <laughs> no, you said it. You said the- <laughs> Mark that. You said the... You said the- <laughs> Shucks and fits. <laughs> no, you said the wrong one. <laughs> Uh, Let me just pencil that in there. Got that? (laughs) Can you just bleep it? Because I want to keep the laughing. (laughs) This is great. Oh, I'm just going to bleep it for sure. Just bleep it. We're not cutting it? It's actually just going to be that moan you want in there. Uh. (laughs) Fudge it. We're doing it live. Fudge it. Uh, But yeah, just just throw stuff up there. Honestly, I was getting too much in my own head, and uh, you just need to be up there, and a community, I mean, you're you're a member of the community. You talk to people. People are going to go and see it. They know who you are. So, uh, Dan, you're the foremost expert in a group on YouTube. I am not the foremost yes. expert. I well, believe that title goes to know. Mike. How do you go uh, viral, Dan? Go. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> Nobody knows. I'm saving the Wouldn't best for last. would be amazing if someone knew? <laughs> Nobody knows. So Nobody knows the algorithm. Out. You're going to find out <laughs> I, here. I'm certainly not the foremost guy. I have the most... I have the video with the most views, I think. But that doesn't mean uh, Jack. 1.2 million. No big deal. No big deal. Like six of them, but whatever. <laughs> Our, I, I thought we were talking about YouTube. Yeah, I what don't have your, YouTube. Are, one point, do you have one point two million? <laughs> you have one point two million now on a views on a on a video on a short. Yeah, so one, it doesn't oh, count. Wow. It's a short. It doesn't million. count. It doesn't count. It's a short. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, real big ones. Uh, like Pete said, just post a lot, post often, and uh, try to keep up with it. I think that's the best you could do, and then try to get better at what you're doing. You know, try to uh, grow your 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 skill set there. That's the best I can give you, unless Mike has something. Mike, you got something? I mean, I have my insights, but no one knows, right? No one knows. Even the people who are doing really well, they don't know. They are doing. I think the people who do the best are the ones that kind of stick to their gut, like they just yep. do what they think they need to be doing, and it does well. And I think personality has a lot to do with personality. Uh, has content. a bunch to do with it. So you look at like. I mean, on paper, Tamar's videos, sh- you think, if, if you're a content creator, especially coming from Instagram, you look at Tamar's videos, not not her videos themselves. Tamar the actual, is. Like, they're uh, three by three custom. Um, she, her videos are all very long. And you're and like, as a content creator, you're like, man, how do people keep, but she kills it. She absolutely yep. just kills it on every video. They're so good. And it's because there's a lot of factors. Like. If you're watching a boring person for 24 minutes, you're out as soon as you can get out. But Tamar is so relatable. I think her thing is that she's so relatable, and that's because it's it's who she is. So you wanna you wanna watch how she's doing this stuff. And she talks very <laughs> naturally in her video, and there's a lot of talking head. There's not like a ton of VO or voiceover. So it's I'm just using this as an example. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying you shouldn't do what other people do. It works for Tamar because that's who she is. So it works for her. So there's a lot of things like basically what I'm saying, Adam, is no one knows the answer. There's there's like best practices stuff. And the cool thing about mm-hmm. YouTube that it's just so much better than Instagram because there's so many analytics. There's so many ways you can deep dive into the numbers and be like, oh, this is doing this here. And when you're like figuring out your title, you can actually go into like the search. There's all these different op- things out there where you can like tie. I think a lot of people think that the thumbnail is the most important thing. I don't agree. I think the title is more important than anything uh, in terms of like the best practices stuff. I think the title 
There's videos with millions and millions of views that don't even have a manufactured thumbnail. They're just a shot from within the video. Like, I think they they make your channel look clean when people are viewing your channel, but I don't think they're the actually driving force for what's making these videos become huge. I think see, thumbnails can be fun. That's actually one of the thumbnails like, are great. Fun. I yeah, like I, I love, like work, I, I like making them. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, like I really make enjoy them. Like, little little clickbaity, nice. little funny. Little yeah, shock. You kind of, the there's this like <laughs> there's like a rumor thing that if like there's a picture of you or someone's face with their mouth open, the video performs better. The videos like why. with the thumbnails where the yeah no 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 not like shake weights <laughs> and stuff, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's like there's this thing there's this thing like we've already got to believe you once, Pete. <laughs> <sighs> we don't want to have to censor throw censor blurs on your hands. <laughs> Pixelate um, Pete. Pixel, pixelated blurry, Pete. Blurry Pete. <laughs> Pixel Pete. Pixelated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> write that down. Um. So I think don't I don't think there's any like uh, no one knows. As far as times, Pete's right. So think about so there's. You can look into like when your viewers are on the most. Uh, in, or YouTube will tell you when your viewers are viewing your channel or your content the most. Thing is, that's a real that's a snapshot of a microcosm, especially unless your account's like a hundred thousand subs. Like I have seven or eight thousand subs or whatever. Looking at that is 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 only going to tell me what the people who follow my channel are watching at that time. Not what all of YouTube is watching. So you really, if you want to know the best in theory time to post a YouTube video, it's supposedly Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern to Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Those are supposedly the best times to post a video. But honestly, Adam, you're not going to see a difference from your video to your video until you have a huge account. And none of us in this conversation have a huge account. So we don't have like well, the speak knowledge for yourself. To tell. We don't have the knowledge to be like, well, this is the thing that does it. And honestly, I think those big accounts, they have a lot of insight, but they can't tell you the secret sauce because no one knows it. There's just best practices. So just, you know, one thing that Pete or Pete said it, it's really important that you need to be consistent. And that's always mm-hmm. been my problem is consistency. Whenever I'm posting like videos every week, I notice gains and I notice traction. And I haven't done one in a month now, maybe three weeks. I don't know when the last time I did one is. Um, and I've the numbers are just they just dwindle. So I uh, Tamar, the really successful folks, uh, Four Eyes, um, Brad, all these guys, they put out videos regularly and they kill it. But then you got someone like Paul Jackman who doesn't put out a video for months, and then he puts one out and kills it again. It's also it's the because Paul Jackman's value. a draw. Yeah, he's a draw. He's a spectacle. He's yeah. you. You like you see a Jackman video come out. You're like, I gotta watch it. What yep. silly editing thing is he doing this time? You have to know what he did. In How this video. big is his head? How now? big is his head? Yes, <laughs> right. So, so yeah, there's just, these things just that slightly. Yeah, there's these things you like as a consumer of content you look for, and they are giving us that on some level. So there's no special answer. You can ask for specifics and stuff, and there'll be answers for that. But uh, anyway. That's kind of my thoughts on that situation. Long answer. Um, this next question is from Casey Reeves over at C Reeves Makes. It's a written in. He says, uh, would you rather have a separate gallery IG account for all of your beauty shots or use a website? I've been having clients ask if there's a gallery that they can quickly reference rather than scrolling through all of my process shots. Dan. 
100% a website for sure. I mean, that's where you could, you could put your portfolio on it. Just looks more professional in my opinion. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't have a, a functioning website yet for sure. Website. Ooh, Easy I saw answer. the rough draft. It's nice. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a really rough draft right now. It's so rough. Tell your mother likes it, Trebek. <laughs> Pete, Pete, what would you do? I, I would also say website, but I mean, if it's something that you're consistently making, dude, throw some glamour shots up on your Etsy. If that's if you're selling something consistently, get some good photos out there. Look at Mike's site. You know, if he if he didn't have his website up, he could just send somebody to his Etsy. There's beautiful photos in there. You know, but so, you're yeah, not. But he's not it, listing his his big works. Fair. on etsy if you're trying like, to show like glamour products. shots yeah you want that um that or what some people do even if you want to keep them on platform on instagram you can just post stories like glamour shots and then save them to a, um, a highlight reel like on your page Yeah, no one watches those but yeah no i mean that's a good idea i'm not yeah. disregarding that idea that's a good idea because they're available on you your, totally bio, in your page but no one watches them like People overall. But if them. you send someone to if you send someone to your you, bio and say, "Hey, my my highlights yeah. are down there," can you make a direct what? link to a highlighted story? Uh, you can I th- link it I out. I think you could probably do the three buttons and do copy link or something like that. Let's find out right now. But well, I I think I think it's definitely website. And here's the reason: this is what I'm in the sure. middle of right now. I mean. You can curate it your way. The, oh, I 100% I mean, if you agree, put, by the way. If yes. you put people on Etsy and on Instagram, those are great hosting options. But on your own website, it's all pre- it's all, it's all all presented in your style. Yep. You can so share a highlight, by the way. But like a whole the big thing. reason why I'm going to WordPress is, for me, I want the ad revenue from the foot traffic from my site. I don't get any of that from Instagram or Etsy. So that's for me, I'm trying to get as many eyes on my site as I can, because if you're going to be a successful content creator, you need people going to a website. That's where you're going to get the most traffic. If you're some sort of uh well, anyway, that's, that's for me. Good question. There's just yeah. no question about, about it being your website. website. And then what Pete was saying about, you know, if you have an Etsy page, that's a great portfolio. And there should be beauty shots in that. If you're having an Etsy store, your shots should be beauty shots anyway. Yeah. But here's for me, here's the thing about Etsy though. Like if you go to Etsy and you're showing off your your beauty shots there, doesn't Etsy say, "Hey, if you like this, you might mm-hmm. also like this from other makers," and that's not necessarily yeah. something Etsy you want. Etsy does also have want. one thing that your website may not, and that is AIDS. a rating system. Oh right, rating your reviews. System, not AIDS. Like it's it's something, and you you know there's I mean how many times you you gone to an Etsy page and there's some beautiful piece that is not in the store, but is there in the photo, and people might reach out and be like, hey, do you still make this? You know, because they see the photo because the photos are there in the reviews. So something to think about. It's not again, it's not perfect. I'm just thinking outside the box. The website is the number one answer, hundred percent, for sure. For sure, for sure. So, Interesting. For sure, for sure, for sure. The next question is from Kamani Strayhorn. Kamani von Strayhorn. And he, he has this to say. Hey, guys. This is Kamani from Van Stray Designs. A uh, quick question this week. Um, when you guys were, you know, setting up business accounts to kind of separate the finances, was it important to find a bank or, you know, financial institution that, you know, had, like, cashback rewards and a card or you know, special business kind of interest related <clears throat> things uh, associated with it? Or was it more so just, I, I have a bank now, I like a bank, I'll just make a separate business account for that bank and just throw my money in it. Okay, bye. So I'll go first real quick. For my Coffee Custom Builds bank account, 
I have a banker who's a very close friend of mine. Uh, I trust him implicitly. Uh, I put – there was no question where I was going to take Coffee Custom Builds bank account was with him. Um, and it's very accessible for the business banking account that I needed. Different banks have – you know, different business account options and you need to, you need to search around. But for what I did need, I confirmed with my friend who is my banker. I said, well, will we, you be able to service me, you know, for my needs on this? And he's like, yeah, hundred percent. So I trusted him and we went there and I'm glad I did. So I'm, you know, I'm with the bank I'm with now. But when, when me, Dan and Pete set up the general partnership for AWP, he was straight up and said, Hey, we're not going to be able to service your, uh, your business entity as well as someone else. So we took it to, Another bank account who actually – it ended up being – I have a friend who worked there as well and we got our – our situation's tough because the three of us live in different states and there's some different things we had to sign and documents had to be done, obviously not in person and you have to get with a bank that will work with that. So, um, you need to you need to do some research. You don't want to do no research uh, but you want to – if you have someone you trust, then work with them. And then in terms of like reward points, everyone has different feelings about credit cards. I really like Chase credit cards because I'm tied in pretty hard <clears throat> on their ultimate rewards program. The I pay everything with my Chase Sapphire Reserve. Everything gets paid on that. Every single bill that I can put on that gets paid on that. We just pay it off every month and we get a ton of reward points from that. So when I opened up a credit card for Coffee Custom Builds, I did it through Chase, through their Freedom Unlimited, and all those points also go to my ultimate reward pot of points too. So I get to use all those. So find a credit card that's going to give you the best advantage for what your situation is, like your individual situation, I think. So Dan, what'd you do? I can't wait to hear your answer because you said no one's going to like it. Shoebox. I, 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 opened a, uh, I opened a bank account at Menards and I just put all my money in a bucket there. <laughs> bank and, uh, of Menards. <laughs> no, I I just go to the bank I've been going to since I was a teenager and I said, hey, I, I own sense. a business now, so what can you do for me? And they, they showed me the way and I was like, okay, this is the way. And the I, way. I didn't worry about uh, points or re- reward programs or anything like that. My wife does all the finances for the household. So... She takes care of that, and she signed me up for a rewards card, and she said, here, use this one. And I'm like, okay, ma'am. Aye, aye. So that's that's how I do that. <laughs> it's I'm pretty hands-off when it comes to that stuff. I just I just spend money. My wife pays for everything. Dan's a trophy wife. <laughs> I am the trophy wife. Look at this. Look at this beard. Jeez. Mm, pure sex. Do you have a beard right now? Is that a, like an April Fool's joke on your wife? Mm. Like, <laughs> shows you um, I got a beard. <laughs> Pete, stop making well, fun of me and tell throw, me about your financial situation. Throw it to Pete as soon as possible, please. In this <laughs> well, joke. I mean, the, one of the best things you can do is just separate your finances because a lot of us, let's be real, are uh, – well, none of us here, but a lot of people are keeping their businesses or their side hustles, whatever you want to call it, within their own finances. And you try to separate it oh, as best as you never can. never do that. Well, for people that do it as like a side gig, they're not really looking to like – do it as like a business. I mean, I did it like that for a while, but I kept very detailed spreadsheets of like every in and out uh, to make my taxes mm, easy. In and out. The second I yeah, mm, animal style, <laughs> animal style finances. <laughs> so the the second I opened up a separate account for my my business, it made my finances so freaking easy. And the thing is, you're you're not gonna be getting rewards from your 
checking account or savings account, depending no. on which one you open. There's no rewards there unless you open up a savings account. But realistically, checking is probably the best way to go. It's and the credit cards like uh, Mike uses Chase because he has a Chase account too. But like you don't technically have to go with that. You could go with uh, maybe. I don't know, Capital One or whatever has like the best oh, rewards yeah, yeah. for you. It, whatever, whatever one yeah. has the best rewards at the time. Like I said, I just went with Chase because I have that card. That's exactly. Dope. And so, it has a bunch of stuff. Like there's, as far as like which bank, it doesn't really, or which bank account, like it just doesn't really matter. Sometimes there's benefits to it being a certain type of business account. Uh, I use uh, TD Bank just mainly because I've been using them for Say years. Say that Plus again. It, it sounds like the bank? TD Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Hello it's and TD welcome Bank. to TD Bank. It's TD Bank, <laughs> Toronto Dominion Bank. It's TD Bank. Yeah, it's TD Bank. It's a, t- it's a TD, TD Bank. Bank. TD Bank is great. Um, so I've been using TD Bank. She's my cherry pie. On so stage yeah, t- at the TD Bank is TD Amber. Bank. <laughs> <laughs> TD Bank, right next, right down the street from the Bear House uh, Bank. Thank you, Merka. Um, Appreciate it. Jesus. Oh, yeah, whoops. Scott and Merka. So I'll just sorry. delete all that out. <laughs> so anyways, I use TD Bank. Um, no, but I, that's the one I've been using for years. I, I have other accounts for them. And I have a shared accounts for them. I did uh, uh, trading with them as well through Ameritrade. So like, it just go with the bank that you want. As far as the credit card goes, and again, Mike kind of said it, right? It's like everyone's got a different opinion on credit cards. Don't get a credit a business credit card. You're better off doing a a debit card until you got enough funds to like easily knock out these payments all the time because there's there's financing that you can get on certain machines or with certain businesses. You don't want to be putting your business on a credit card. That's a huge mistake. Don't put like, your shop on credit. Potentially disastrous. Like again, there's there's zero percent financing or very low financing through like if you're getting a large tool from a company, that's one thing. Do not put your tool or your business on a credit card unless you have all that money and then some in your account to cover it. You can take the benefit of those points. Those points are great, but don't screw yourself over. TD Bank. That's it. I I have one more thing to add. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. The thing that I I forgot to mention, the thing that I think is going to upset you guys. I have a business account at my bank solely because... I need somewhere to cash checks that say Daniel Dunlap Photography or Daniel Dunlap Woodworks so that I could put that in that account and then transfer it to my personal account because that's where all my money goes. That's that's the thing that, that you guys probably... Huh? Why would we care about that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, Wait, I so thought you, that would you, upset you. You deposit into your account and then move the money into your... Yeah. But you're paying yourself a salary. It's... it's but you're you're yeah. doing your taxes on that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can withdraw. You guys are okay with that? Okay, yeah. cool. You can withdraw. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were going to kick me out. Okay, cool. It's fine. Cool. We already you cleared it with Kayla. I mean, you're, you're sole proprietor? What are you? DBA. I'm sole prop right now. Or Yeah, so you don't. I'm you sole do, prop for Daniel Dunlap Photography and the DDWW is doing it's business DBA. as DBA, I think. Yeah. It's a, yeah, so it's you don't a, have to like. Don't pay yourself a salary. It's a withdrawal whenever you want. Oh yeah, basically you're. It's all one pot. I think you just have multiple yeah. accounts to keep it separate in your. My mind. photography is right the now. parent company to DDW. It's weird. I you're don't know. a sub yeah. to yourself. I think wow. so. Something like that. I don't know. Fancy. My accountant takes care of all of it. I don't know anything. So is Daniel Dunlap Photography a shell company with offshore accounts? Yes. In the, <laughs> okay. God, in the Cayman, Cayman Islands. <laughs> uh, this. <laughs> This next question next is from Moses Cho. Another question. Not, <laughs> shiny question. Not really sure how to answer this one, but we'll give this one a shot, I guess. Moses Cho. 
Hey guys, it's Moses with Chosen Craft Co. And I want to legitimize this question because I think a lot of us are curious. So how are you guys sponsored? And I don't mean it in an offensive way. Um, I hope you I hope you guys don't take it the wrong way. But like you guys are awesome and you guys are great um, help to the community and great makers, of course. So, you know, what I guess another form of question is, why do you deserve this sponsorship? Um, I want you guys to think about it and just really let me know what you guys think. This is going to be fun. <sighs> Pete, you're pointing to yourself. Go first. Mike. Okay. The, no, I'm 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 being dead honest. The reason we're sponsored, or we got sponsored as early as we did, uh, was Mike, uh, and his drive and determination. Are like, guys, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna go and do it right. Like, the thought was like, let's have fun, let's have a blast, let's do this podcast for the community, but like, let's make it worth our while to do it because we're not we're not getting rich off of this. We're making it worth our while. No. Um, yeah. So. Mike was very driven at that. He's still to this day our closer for any kind of sponsorships and stuff. But to Mike answer Coffee, the second part, closer, of the, the closer, yeah, because this is what he does all day. And and I like we wouldn't be where we are without Mike closing these deals and doing all this stuff and being as driven as because me and Dan are very much like like oh let's just have fun like let's see where it goes. And Mike's like no, we're gonna do it like this. And we're like yes sir. <laughs> So we, we knock it out. No, but we, we, you know, it's, it's a good dynamic because he gets us motivated to do it for duty, sir. <laughs> and the other part of it, it's like, well, what, and Moses, this isn't like an attack, but who the hell are you? Or who the hell do you think you are? I'm kidding. But, but really, who do you think you are? Why do you think your work is valued at a certain amount? Is you set your value and you prove it. So we did the same. We provided a service. We grew a community. We had the numbers to prove it because we rallied a community around us. And we assigned a monetary or item value to that and presented it to the brands. And they either said no or they negotiated. Or usually they were like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. And we're like, you know? whoa, we're way low. Yeah. Like, whoa, we should have asked for $10. Should have doubled our money. Dang. So, you know. Uh, that's that's my short long answers, Mike. And basically, if you build it, they will come. Mike. So obviously, lighthearted Moses. It's hard to answer. Like I hate talking about when there's like one of those questions. It's like describe yourself in three sentences. I hate that. It makes me so uncomfortable trying to answer that stuff. Um, so I can't really do that accurately. But um. So this shows this episode's brought to you by Merca, right? And uh, you know, it took a while to get that relationship up and running. And I worked really hard to get that relationship running. I got um well, I won't go into some of the details, but it took it took me showing that I could provide them a value to get that relationship open. And then when that relationship opened up, the value was proven. And then I said Hey, we've got I got these other guys that I can I know can pr- prove a value for your brand as well and then that opened up. So, um that's as much detail as I can give without betraying my trust with that brand and that relationship that I have with them. So, I can't give any more detail than that. But with any relationship with any brand, obviously we've had multiple sponsors on the show, it's about a relationship. It's not about anyone owing anyone anything ever. 
So it's about going, hey, I or you or whoever it is, you go to this brand and and you need to, one, have a relationship. Unless you're the type of person who goes, look, here's my numbers. This is what I can do for you. Like first conversation, that's kind of a tough sell. It's not as tough a sell when you go to someone with, hey, we've been working with each other for like five months now. I've got this thing. I'd like you to put your eyes on it and see if it's going to be a value for you. That's what I try to do with people. So that's what I did with, you know, some of the sponsorships we've had. So um, they don't owe us anything. We both mutually, and when I say we, I mean the podcast and that brand, we enjoy working together and there's a mutual benefit there. Uh, Obviously, there's money exchanged. So it's a business relationship too. Um, and that has to be honored, you know, so we joke around, obviously we don't want this to show to go off, off the rails when Merca is our sponsor. I made the joke earlier. I already forgot what it was. And then Dan said, Oh, Merca, thanks for sponsoring. That's a long running <laughs> gag we have with the show. Obviously we wouldn't want to say anything that would actually offend or upset Merca. And we know that what we said isn't going to actually upset them, right? We have, a, we, we really have a good relationship with them and we're really happy to be uh, partnered with them. So, um, they don't owe us anything. Uh, we do owe them something because they did pay us, but without that sponsorship in the conversation, the relationship between all of us and them is good. So we're just we're partnered and working with each other. It's a, it's a it's a comfortable business relationship that we are enjoying. Collaboration. So, and that's how it, yeah, collaboration. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a it's a business relationship. So no one owes each other anything. Uh, we're mutually benefiting off each other's relationship. And we're trying to keep each other happy. Dan. I had a, a sort of similar conversation with somebody else in the community not that long ago in DMs. And basically what I told him was, if you're trying to to court a brand, you're doing just that. You're courting the brand. You're not, you're not going to go in hard sell like Mike said. It's going to be a really tough sell. It's like, it's like going out to a bar and meeting your potential significant other if if you're going to make them your your soulmate or whatever or a customer even yeah I mean, you, it's like a but relationship I'm, of any type but yeah right i'm i'm sorry making an analogy yeah uh so like if if you have a, a spouse or whatever you didn't just like throw everything on the table and say here's what i got you want to marry me <laughs> you courted that here's person. my salary I'm right i'm cool right exactly <laughs> You courted that person. You made uh, you made an effort, and you took your time, and you you know you you gave them little compliments. Said, "Hey, you look nice today." Thank you. You know stuff like that. So you got to move a little slow, and it, it's getting getting a brand sponsorship is kind of the same way. You got to take it slow, and you know comment on their posts and say, "Hey, this looks nice today. You look nice today. Great job." Just take it slow, move into their DMs a little bit, start a conversation, you know, make real real relationships. You can't just go, here who here's who I am, and here's my numbers. What do you think? Mm. Doesn't work that way. That's all it I doesn't. got to add. Yeah. Uh no one deserves or owes Well, we don't deserve anything and we don't owe anything to anyone and vice versa. It's because we built a relationship. That's how it needs to be done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you Dan, know, you know what we do? The- oh, people, a giveaway. Yeah, giveaway. Sorry, I was trying to segue. You, you beat me to it. 
<laughs> All right. I guess we're doing the giveaway. Well, that was fun. Yeah, giveaway time. <laughs> well, you ruined it. So, last week, Macbeth sponsored giveaway. <laughs> they gave away a Freud Dado stack, and that winner was John Grubb. Again. This guy. I'm pretty sure this guy has hacked my computer. Snap into a cheater. Snap into... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Grubb won again. Like I said, this is all random. I pull a name, and if it is who it is, you know, that's the way it is. Or something. Words are hard. Um, that's the way it is. So, uh, congrats, John. This week, again. sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood, they are going to give away a $50 gift card or, like, credit to their store. And they carry lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. Uh, tools, finishes. Uh, consumables, you name it. And they're also going to give away a shirt and a hat, probably with their logo on it. That's what I would imagine. Whoa. It would be weird if they right. gave away... Not just, not just any hat. <laughs> it <would be> <laughs> just a blank Richardson hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, if if my math is correct, and I am the math guy, this is... I thought you were the numbers guy. No, I'm a math guy, not the numbers guy. Changes I can't do numbers. Week. I'm just the math guy. <laughs> if my math is correct, this is like a $70,000 value. I mean, the cost of <laughs> shirts and hats are like way up. Way overshoot the yep. moon. <laughs> uh, they funny, funny enough, they get the shirts from Woodpecker. The, the hats are from Festool. So. Right. Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, I have one code phrase written down. And if you guys have something else, you can chime in. But I have uh, pixelated Pete. That's it. That's the winner. <laughs> there we go. There's your code phrase, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Pixelated Pete. Send that to us in an email to awpgiveaway at gmail.com. Rumor has it I may have said the wrong email last week. And if that is true, <laughs> you're wrong, not me. Awpgiveaway <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks for playing. Back to the show. Pixelated Pete. Okay. Pete Pizzolated? Pixelated Pete. Pachi. I forget right. what we were even talking about when I wrote that. <laughs> Who I knows? Was, must have been Japanese. I don't know. That's inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I think it's when I Mike would... was singing cherry pie. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. Uh I was gonna sing that <laughs> right then, but I think once per show is gonna keep our relationship with uh Mirka going yeah. strong. <laughs> so this next one's from Nathan O'Grady. He's from Ireland, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, this is Nathan O'Grady. First time caller. He doesn't sound like Your he's in Ireland. latest episode talking about teak made me wonder. I just got a teak dining table from my in-laws <laughs> that they bought about 30 years ago. It's in pretty decent shape, but showing signs of wear. And the top is obviously a veneer because it has some chips out of it. If I was asking this about walnut, I'd assume you'd say dark starbond to fill the cracks and refinish. But what would you use with teak? Would it still be starbond? Would it be something else? Ugh, veneer. Thanks. Though. Love to hear your thoughts. Dan. Oh, I think it. It. I think it highly depends on how thick that veneer is. You know, if yeah. it's just, if it's just like a, a three-inch or is. Did he say that? 
Is that a three-inch three inch slap veneer? veneer? It's a slap veneer right on top. Oh, <laughs> well, that makes all the difference. Yeah, if, that was, if that sucker was solid teak, I'd say, you know what? You sell that from under uh, their noses and you get them something from Ikea and say, look what I did. <laughs> but, uh, man, if it's just veneer, you could try like a brown, a brown star bond. Maybe Dang it, you took my answer, <laughs> but you know, be careful sanding that off. That's the best I got. I think Pete, you look like you have something you want to say. A small part of me almost wants to say like what, well, depending on how big this thing is and how easily you could get teak veneer. Maybe if you have a Macbeth hardwood next to you, they've got entire drawers of it. Um, I mean, just re-veneer the thing. That could be an option. Uh, if it's really bad, I don't know how bad these are. I don't know if he's got like 16 penny nails in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so use your CNC is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Right. But like, I mean, I, I know it machine. sounds a little, little drastic, but like if it's already on like a substrate, just glue it right on top and like, you know, match the edges or something. It might look pretty good. If you can get the veneer, if you can get the veneer to match, uh, it's a quick, easy patch. That is, has to be correct. Cause it, rhymed mike you go <laughs> uh, uh what are you gonna say so stupid like brown star bond yeah i was gonna say don't <laughs> use dark star bond you idiot use brown star bond and use promo code coffee for 15 percent off no uh i would if you could get hold of some veneers that's the best option i agree with pete because you could actually just cut like a circle out mm-hmm. and then lay it over the top of the bad spot and then cut the circle around that Peel out the bad piece and put it in there, but then it might not even match. Who I don't know. Man. Maybe cut this like a, a really slit where the if there's grain lines there, cut that out and put another like a patch in. These are options. Yeah, reach out so to we're Nick just Patchy. You options. He- None of them are really <laughs> Nick Patchy. Yeah, he's always patching <laughs> things up. <laughs> At Patchy Custom Built. Speaking of Nick Patchy. This, this is our next question is from Nick Pachi. Here we go. Hey guys, Nick from The Working Green. Uh, so this week I got a question on filling pocket hole screw holes. Uh, so obviously I would love to go with a domino or a biscuit joiner, but right now the budget just is not in my favor. So um, pocket holes just make sense in terms of a stability standpoint for this. Uh, the product is gonna be painted. So I was thinking maybe flush cutting dowels or maybe a wood filler. Um, but any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Dan, first Dan. of all, why were you calling him Nick Pachi? His name is Nick Pachia. I don't understand. Is there a joke there that I'm not getting? Is there an inside is it, joke? Nope. We were notified via a courier letter that the A is silent. <laughs> a letter from his lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Nick Pachi. Um, filling drop pocket the A. Holes. Why confuse people? Just take it out of the word. Right? Change, just, your, change your name. I don't understand. <laughs> change your name. Legally change it to fit just our, to make our life our easier. Lifestyle. <laughs> fit our lifestyle. So on the cabinets Sorry, Dan, I just made, I, I filled the pocket hole holes. Pocket hole holes? Pocket screw holes? PHs. Yeah, whatever. Uh, with uh, the little wooden plugs you can actually get from Craig. I For some reason I had a bunch. And I just used those. I think they were maple and just put in some speed set and then flush trimmed them and sand them. And it looked great because I was painting it. So it didn't matter. That's what I would do. If you're it. it so like it, it would depend on if you're painting it or if you're staining it. What what are you doing with the piece? That's my answer. Mike. 
Enlighten me. Same. I mean, <laughs> not going to do that, but uh, same. I mean, if you got the, if you're staining it, use those wooden plugs. If you're if you're painting it, just you know, you could even shove the old uh, glue and sawdust in that thing and cover it up as long as it's going to sand pretty flat. So, or wood filler, dap, or whatever, timber mate. Macbeth carries that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is, those are your options. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else, what other options Lots are. Lots of options. You can put like a, put epoxy in there, spend uh, $70 on filling pocket hole screws. <laughs> but anyway, Pete. Uh, I would say order plugs, like the wooden plugs. So, Craig okay. makes oh. ones that are, uh, like you can actually, they have pine, they have oak, they have uh, maple, some other ones. But you can get third-party ones. I literally just looked it up online. For 50 it's like $11 from Craig, which is not that bad. Um, but then you can just get like these general tool ones, 50 for $4.28. That's like free, basically. You know, so like... They're paying that's you 50 to take plugs. them. They're literally paying you to take them. So I would dude, just get the plugs. There's no point in you cutting dowels and then cut having to cut all of them flush. Just get one of these suckers. It, they're already cut at the perfect angle to match, all you have to do is just get it like somewhat flush, a little proud, sanded flush. You're not even going to see them. And it's better than the what am I filler because when that stuff dries out, it like dips sometimes. I was hoping you wouldn't out. bring that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get the plugs. Hella cheap. Yeah, they are hey. cheap. I'm looking at them here. I've never really looked into them. I've always just... Oh, I've used them on, on projects before. I got the third yeah, party they're... ones and I got like a big old bag for probably like 10 bucks. B-O-B. I think they were on sale in Menards once on the in cap. On an in cap, they were cl- on clearance or something, and I picked them up years ago. Nice. Yep. So I had them. Well, there you go, Nick Pachi. Hope you're happy. All right. This next question is from uh, Ben Miller at Squatchin Woodworks. Hey, guys. It's Ben from Squatchin Woodworks. So, my question this week is what kind of skills do any of y'all have Skittles. that you kind of hate that you have? I mean, something that you don't really like to admit to people that you know how to do it because you really don't want to. I mean, for me, mine would be mud and drywall. I'm good at it. I can do it. I hate doing it. The cleanup's horrendous. It gets everywhere. I'd just <clears throat> rather not mud again in my life if I ever have to. So, what about you guys? you have any skills like that? Thanks. Dan, what's your secret skill that you don't want anyone to know about? I'm an amazing opera singer, <laughs> but I don't like to tell people about it. I don't like to brag about it. You know, people are always asking me to uh, sing opera for them. And Just nonstop requests. Nonstop requests. I go out to the bars and they're like, oh, sing us some opera, Dan. And I'm like, no, I'm here to have a good time. Opera is not fun. Stop asking. Stop asking stop. me to sing opera. Stop it. No. I don't, Please. Okay, I don't, fine. I don't have any real skills, so I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> Pete. I don't have real skills. Um, Bandsaw skills. Well, That's as far true. as like, I guess, woodworking or whatever, like, I, I mean, I used to frame houses and do construction jobs. Like, I can unfortunately do drywall and framing and all the, like, I actually do a lot of plumbing. I used to do a lot of plumbing um, and and a good amount of electrical, but like I don't really advertise that. I just I don't want people to like call me over to do handyman work, especially drywall. Like we just saying like drywall, man, drywall sucks. It's so bad. Um, but it, like on another note, I I know I bring it up here 
sometimes, but like I do not advertise to people that I like. I'm like Apple Mac Genius certified on all their equipment. Like I can fix it all, troubleshoot all that. Like I do not advertise that on my regular day to day because people ask way too many questions. They're like, "Oh, you worked at Apple? Yeah, love. Hey, I so I have an iPhone, and because everyone does." Uh, and then what's ironically at my current job, because it's a Mac based job, uh, I don't advertise that I am very proficient with PCs and Windows because we do use Windows in some instances and I'm always like all shoulders like, <laughs> no, <laughs> wonder how that works. We should probably not use PCs, but like I fully know how to fix it and do it. But I just hide that because I don't get paid for that. So, you know, there's that. What about you, Mike? What special skills do you have? Aside from burlesque, remember, we have a sponsor. Keep it clean. <laughs> I'm extremely giving lover. No, I don't know. I can't think of, <laughs> I can't think of anything. I don't know. Uh, That's something you wish people did, know. <laughs> right. Uh, just keeping them away. It's just really hard. Just constant requests. Yeah. I wish people didn't <laughs> know my middle name was Aloysius. <laughs> it's not a skill, but... Uh, nah, I can't really think of anything. Um... I have something else to add. No. If you can't think of yeah. anything. No. I, Pete no. reminded me. I actually went to school to be a programmer. So I, I have a little knowledge about writing code and stuff like that. And people always assume that I'm good at, like, fixing computers. So I never bring that up. Like, as soon as, like, any of your family mm-hmm. members know that you're going to school for any type of computer work, they're like, hey, can you come fix my computer? So, no, I never bring it up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I like to play dumb. No, I don't know. Yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. I would like call someone and you're like, I don't call know the fix it, but geek it's gonna squad be or something. I don't have 30 <laughs> minutes right now. <laughs> Good skills, guys. Nice. Except Mike. Mike's got no skills. No skills. Except the ones yeah. that everyone knows about. Michael Aloysius right. Coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael that's Coffee Milk Mac. Coffee. <laughs> coffee. Coffee Milk Coffee. <laughs> Gross. All right. The next one's uh, going to be from Tyler. He, Tyler Isaacs. Woodwork and Whiskers. Yeah. No, Woodwork. Wood, wood, hey, guys. No. That's no. Tyler here. Wood and Whiskers. Wood and Whiskers wood and Trading whiskers. Company. So we have the opportunity here real soon to free up some space in the shop, some actually significant space in the shop, and uh, thinking about stepping back and maybe trying to draw up the space a little bit, maybe model it, <clears throat> try to get a better idea of how how we could get a better flow. And we're just in a smaller two-car garage, but I wanted to know if you guys had ever had the time or, you know, maybe um, given the time, would you uh, draw your shop up and maybe lay things out differently? Uh, I know, Pete, with you going into potentially a new space here soon, have you given that thought or maybe, you know, have a new optimal layout that would work well for you? Thanks. Well, we mentioned Pete. Pete. Do I get to go first? So- I guess. <laughs> Well, congrats on the extra space. I don't know what tool or car or wife you're getting rid of, but uh, congrats on the extra space. Um, as far as here's the thing: when I whatever house we end up in, the second we get the keys, I'm measuring that garage, and best be damned, I'm going to draw everything out. Actually, before that, we're going to do the survey and like measure everything out. I'm going to make sure I have everything laid out on paper because I want it to be extremely efficient i want an island in the center i want to be able to move around and i want to have room to actually do stuff to you know like 
actually build a bed. That's been like my benchmark for like how much room I want. I want to be able to build a bed like Dan does while still being able to work on other stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to model whoa, it out whoa, whoa. if I have the time. I build a bed, but I couldn't work on other stuff. F- fair, <laughs> fair. But you can at least walk around still. Yeah. Still, I can't do that right now. You know, I can build a bed, but I can't put the center in because it'll sit doll bed. around. It'll sit around my table saw. <laughs> <laughs> to assemble it around it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna model it out. I think that would be fun. But if you're in, if you're already in the shop, I and you know it might be tough to like move a lot of stuff around and redo the whole thing. I would maybe pull out anything that's on wheels, pull it out into your driveway. And just start relaying stuff out because there's certain things you're not probably not going to want to move. But yeah, play around with it a bit. See what fits where and where the power is, where the dust collection is, and use that space efficiently or just leave it open. You never know that space is going to be used. Trust me. Dan, what about you? I think we kind of touched on this last week, right? When we talked about what we wish we'd done differently. I'm pretty sure that my shop isn't set up the most efficiently the most efficient it could be. I would love to be able to do that. But at this point, like it doesn't make any sense to, you know, just stop everything and and relay it out. Um, Maybe if I ever change shops, I'll have that opportunity. But right now it's, it's not something that I think about too much, especially now with the dedicated dust collection, like that's going right to the tool that would throw a wrench into things. Mike. I, constantly think about how to make my shop more efficient and increasing productivity. It's constantly on my mind. I can't think of a way to make my shop more efficient (laughs) and it sucks. I'm just at this point, the only option is to get into a bigger shop. It's the only option. I had a friend come over Wednesday night and he needed something sanded and the board was 12 feet long. And we were running through my drum sander, and I was like, "Gosh, this is a nightmare." I couldn't fit. I mean, it, we had to like move my drum sander out into my into my driveway so we could run it out because my shop's just too small. It's just too small to do like big size yep. pieces. It just is a bummer. So, how'd you stabilize that actually, with your your drum sander? Did you do you have like? I have the in feed and out feed, but we ha- we physically held it and ran it okay. through. It was a nightmare, real nightmare. A lot of praying um, and hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need those roller stands for it is what I need. But Yeah, um, that's what I was asking, the roller stands. I need those. But, yeah, um, but if you put it in a driveway, that's out the window. The driveway's not that flat. So, you know. Well, you can like, adjust the, them. Feet, I guess. Uh, fine. But fine. I mean, we like logic. Always right. But either but either way, I mean, uh, the, for me, I'm, I am I can't think of a way to make my shop more efficient. I just can't. I, like, I think I've done a pretty good job making it efficient. Um Looking back now, I kind of think maybe I could have flipped the arrangement that I have now and put the C and C where my main shop is and put my main shop back over there and I could have ran this joint. Anyway, it doesn't matter. When I get a new shop, I'm absolutely – I use Shaper. Whatever 3D modeling program you have, I'm going to design the shop in there first um, and try to get that going. But I feel like I'm pretty good about shop layouts in my head. And I'm really happy with how I laid out my shop. Ultimately, it's just I need more space. So um, I do look forward to the day when I can put together my dream shop. Like, that's going to be so sick. Like, I just can't wait to have everything where I'm not just like bumping into stuff all the time and tripping over things that are on the ground. It's just so frustrating. It frustrates me beyond belief. I really don't like inefficiencies. So anyway, I would just make it in a program. 
you can usually for your program, you can find 3D models of tools online or 2D models of tools online. You can just download them like the little file or DXFs or DWGs <clears> of those things. I know SketchUp has them in there. So anyway, just an option, something to think about. Definitely at least draw it up on a piece of paper first. <laughs> so yep. just so you can kind of see. But Did also I totally thing, not answer is, that? Was he asking how to do it? And I totally skipped that part. I thought so. Maybe I missed it. Cool. <laughs> because my answer would be pen and pencil and paper. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad way to do it. Just measure the outward no. dimensions. Because usually height doesn't matter. But, but also dust collection and power. Keep in mind that like those things don't always transfer exactly. So like even when you do like a 3D model or a pen and paper, you still could find yourself unhappy with the layout. So yeah. sometimes real world is hard to uh, <clears throat> get on a piece of paper. It's like when you start a design, like when you make a design of a piece of furniture, uh, sometimes you don't. Well, a lot of the times you don't follow that exact design exactly. You have to wing something. So, um, but anyway, there's definitely ways. It's definitely good to plan. But that's it for questions. Uh, do we want to jump on out of here? Do we want to say our outros and our thank yous? Yeah, might as well. I think we do. Yeah, we're an hour and 20 in. Yeah, we're that's doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, big thank you to Merca for sponsoring this week's episode. Guys, do not forget, I meant to mention it at the front of the show, but next week, Izzy Swan is on the show. We're very Ooh. excited to have Izzy on the show. That's going to be very cool. Uh, he's a, uh, he's big time stuff. So that's really exciting. We're really pumped to have him on here. Uh, keep checking out the podcast. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep telling all your friends and family about the podcast if you think they'll like it. If you know anyone who thinks they'll like the podcast. Or who you think will like the podcast. Let them know. Share it in your stories. We love that you guys do that. It's amazing. Sometimes we will even share your story in the p- pods account. I'm yep. looking right at Dan Whenever and throwing shit right now. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So, big thank you to everyone who shares the show. Thank you for all the love you guys uh, you guys give us. Uh, if you want to be a patron, go to another word. Nope. Go to patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. Send us any questions you have to another woodshop podcast at gmail.com get your giveaway entries which are sponsored by Macbeth big thank you to Macbeth to AWP giveaway at gmail.com and always keep listening we really appreciate you guys so much that is it for us let's get on out of here okay bye 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 bye